Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Red Cover to Trailer Trash Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is the incomparable Mr. Connor Rock. How are you doing today, Connor? Um, I'm doing all right. Doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Nothing to complain about today. It was our first over 50 degree day, I think, here in a long time. Same. Yeah, so. uh, which is going to be nice when I no longer have to walk to work on a basically a sheet of fucking ice. <laughs> I ever got that sucks. Ever you're walking to work through all that? Did you guys mm-hmm. get a lot of ice? It's not. It's not even that. It's that we had one day where there was a bunch of snow, like four inches, and it was just so cold for the next few days that like it would melt a little bit. When it got up to like 35 degrees, but then overnight it would drop to like 25 degrees. And so all yeah. of the melted snow would then freeze and compact the rest of the snow. So it was all just one big sheet of ice. Yeah, that <laughs> that sucks. Because there's not a whole lot you could do about that, I guess, except for put your snow piles in different places. We uh We had a bit... It wasn't that bad. I think we caught, like, the edge of whatever is decimating Texas right now, or was. I don't know how mm-hmm. they're doing. So, it, it wasn't too bad. It was a... Kate actually... Kate got a snow day from work, which was kind of fun. What? Yeah, well, they closed it for, like, first shift, so no one had to go into the plant till like, three, and then they just extended that to work-from-home people. And then they were like, well, we're not going to make you work from three to five, so just take the day off. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. I I guess, like, in theory, like, they could have, but I think people may have been pissed, or I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's very hard to make a lot of progress in two hours. Well, I, I also don't know how much of their team, like, because she's still home full-time, and there's a few other people, at least, like, in her immediate vicinity that are. But then there are some people that aren't, so I don't know. I guess they didn't want, like, half the team stranded. Yeah. But, yeah. Makes sense. Tomorrow's supposed to be 69 degrees. Nice. The high, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to start grilling. Continue grilling, I guess. Very nice. What are you going to grill? I think tomorrow we're going to do... I think we're just doing burgers tomorrow, keeping it nice and simple. And then Kate found this, like, Hawaiian pineapple chicken that we're going to grill, like, recipe that we're going to grill on, what's tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, so. And then just a whole a whole bunch of stuff, because it's supposed to, like, not be snowy and shitty, and we just got this grill, like, we haven't, we haven't got to use it a whole lot, so. Yeah, I, you must be able, you must be avoiding the, uh, the rain, because I'm, I'm basically going to just be pissed on all weekend. Uh, yeah, we got, I mean, I think it's like 30 or 40% on Friday and Saturday. But I don't think any, it's not supposed to be anything like torrential. Uh-huh. So big, big plans for the week. <laughs> and that was. Yep. Yep, I'm getting my, I'm getting my first physical in like years tomorrow so we'll see how that goes oh man yeah i don't think i had a physical since like freshman year of high school 
I, yeah, I haven't had a physical since I did it in order to, like, try and do sports in school. Yeah. I don't know why I did that, because I was fucking garbage at all sports. I could have just not done that. Sometimes you just, you gotta go get a physical. It's, it's, yeah. What, are you just getting yours as, like, a part of your now adult? Yeah, I routine? I have, I have insurance now, and... I can afford to go. I had, I think I had mentioned before that I had meant to go around this time, or uh, last year, but I had like I had meant to do it in February, and I was like, oh, I just kind of put it off, and I was like, I'll just do it in mid March, and then everything closed down on March thirteenth, and I'm like, <laughs> guess I'm not getting my physical. And then, then I was like, "Well, I kind of want to not go while I've got while I still have this COVID weight on. I want to not look like a complete fat piece of shit whenever I go to find a new PCP because that'll get make him think that I am in worse condition than uh, I should be." I'd imagine and, there's some kind of like expectation or acknowledgement of that. That people are not at there. I feel like it's it's like two ways. Like either people are at their like physical peak right now because everyone's just been running and working out at home with nothing to do, mm-hmm. or people are like their worst shape. Uh, I think yeah, that is that's a fair assessment. I don't know. I don't think I know of just about anybody that's managed to just stay afloat during the last year. There's there's been some movement. Yeah, yeah. I've been running more recently, just for like the last week and a half or so. Uh, and I gotta say, I am so so out of shape compared to what I used to be. It's mm-hmm. sad, but yeah. uh, hey, we're we're making some changes. It's all right. Yep, I'm hoping that I can be back down to freshman year weight by Easter. That's uh. Two months away? Easter's in April, right? Six. That's six weeks away. Six weeks away? Nice. Yep. And then I'm going to start eating carbs again, which will be spectacular. It is. Oh, speaking of which, do you want your dessert now? Or do you want... Was that for this week, or is that... Like, for when you're done? Uh, what was the... What? What? You told me to pick a dessert that you were going to have as, like, your first sweets. Oh. Uh, either oh, way. Okay, alright. I Let's forgot see. that that was a thing I suggested. I have been racking my brain for the last week. That's actually, that's not true. I knew immediately it was going to be cheesecake. Cheesecake's a great answer. Yeah. That's actually what I was thinking. I was thinking of ordering myself uh, a cheesecake from, like, an authentic New York bakery. A friend of mine sent me a link to it, like, last july or something i was like i'm not gonna spend forty dollars to have a cheesecake delivered <laughs> i i think i might spend forty dollars. it's looking stuff. pretty good <laughs> i mean it's it, it would be a birthday present to me yeah Shit, what's it? No, it doesn't matter but yeah it's just gonna be a cheesecake you got you can you can pick your uh type of cheesecake they're all pretty good mm-hmm but that that, that uh, have you ever been to Cheesecake Factory? Uh, only once or twice, and 
I don't know if I've ever gotten the cheesecake there. What? That's the best <laughs> thing they have there. The, their food is only okay. Their cheesecake is spectacular there. Yeah, from what I remember, their food is kind of like just like a little bit better than like an Applebee's. Yeah, it's it's better than an Applebee's or a Chili's in my opinion, but it's not it's not like an actually nice restaurant. But like I said, the cheesecake is totally worth it. Yeah, I can't imagine I was there and I didn't get the cheesecake, but I don't I also haven't been there since like I don't know, I was 20 maybe. So it's been a while, I don't remember. Uh, you may have just been like, that costs way too fucking much for me as a college student to spend money on. Because it's, like, be it's like an 8 or $9 per slice of cheesecake. Oh, damn. Yeah, that might have been it. I don't but, know. No, I've never been to Cheesecake Factory. I've heard people talk about their menus being ginormous. Oh, it's fucking, it's got like, it's like 16 pages. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know I think how... it, it it might legitimately legitimately be longer than the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I've avoided this. Maybe I'm not even thinking about Cheesecake Factory. Maybe it was somewhere else. I've th- I think no, no no okay I lied. I'm taking it all back. Everything I just said back. I've been to Cheesecake Factory once. I remember because it was with my friend's parents in Baltimore. They took us there to see. Jerry Seinfeld do stand-up. At a Cheesecake Factory or to Baltimore? (laughs) To Baltimore, but I do like the idea (laughs) that Jerry Seinfeld has resigned himself to doing stand-up in a Cheesecake Factory. Man, Jerry really fell off after that show. (laughs) Let me me tell you, though, after watching his stand-up, he probably deserves to be doing it in a a Cheesecake Factory. I cannot stand his stand-up. Apparently, like, I've never seen the show, uh, but apparently it's, like, the top three greatest uh, sitcom of all time. I His stand-up is basically unwatchable. I just don't find it the least bit funny. Yeah, like, he had an opener who was, like, kind of funny. And then by, by the end of the show, by comparison, that opener looked hilarious. I don't think I laughed a single time. Um, and, you know, that's like being in a stand-up atmosphere. It's kind of hard not to at least chuckle, but he, he was it was it was awful. And I used to think that like it was like, oh, you know, I was only like 15 or 16, so maybe I didn't appreciate it. Nah, he's His stand-up's just real bad. And I'll, I'll yeah, die I on that hill. I, I don't really understand the appeal that people find with that, with his stand-up. I did not, I did not enjoy it when I watched any of his specials. or I, I watched one or two of his specials on Netflix, and I just wasn't laughing for like a solid... I watched 20 minutes and just didn't laugh at any of it. Yeah, it's not great. But hey, speaking of watching stuff, that's uh, kind of our spiel, right? Yeah, this week uh, we watched Nomadland, and we watched the trailers looking ahead to this weekend's releases of uh, The Father, Tom and Jerry, and uh, The United States vs. Billy Holiday, I think is the full title yep. of the third one. Not Tom and Jerry, The United <laughs> <Cold>. <laughs> you know, That would be a hell of a crossover event. No. 
yeah. So, do we want to just dive on into these movies then? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, are we doing trailers first? Or are we are we switching up the format? No, no. Uh, it, I just meant like as oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. as gotcha. a group because I just named four, uh, and I'm also still in the habit from us doing two movies a week for the last year, basically. Fair enough. Uh, so Nomadland is, I'll, I'll lead us off with the description. Uh, Nomadland is the story of Fern, uh, played by Francis McDormand, uh, who is a, uh, a 60 or upper fifties, like an older woman, uh, who's a widow whose entire town where she lived in Empire, Nevada, basically went under. Uh, because it was a company town for a gypsum mine that could not afford to stay open after the economic collapse of 2008. Uh, and it all of the businesses and the factory and everything shuttered as of, uh, as of 2011. And so in order to sort of sustain herself... Uh, she started doing odd jobs around the country, living out of her van, uh, living what's known as the nomad lifestyle. Uh, and she meets a few other nomads along the way. Uh, Lisa May, uh, Dave, uh, Bob, I think was the guy with the really big beard. Oh uh, yeah. Like the Santa Claus guys, like Bob something. Yeah. And then there was, like, Swinkle. I forget her name. The good lady with the sparrows. Yeah. Uh, but, so, fun fact, the only two... Uh, I believe that amongst the nomads, the only two that were actors were Dave and Francis McDormand's character. The rest of them were actual nomads that were acting in this. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, Lisa May is actually a nomad that lives that lifestyle. So is Bob, uh, the woman that li- that uh, had to take Fern for uh, a new tire. All that. So it's a very interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, and apparently apparently that's something that this, uh, this director really likes to do. Because I, I was looking up on this... And the main reason I was checking up on this is because I needed to figure out why everyone was sucking this movie's dick so hard. <laughs> now, and is that cl- the conclusion? Uh, no. That, uh, that's where I got some of this information about like the actors and everything. Okay. Uh, to be clear, I thought that the direction in this, the work that the director did in sort of framing the shots and all that... I thought it's the best I've seen all year. Uh, it was excellent. And it it really was... It was honestly more of... It was clearly a higher priority than any, any remote uh, like shred of a plot that someone might pretend that this movie had. Yeah. Uh, and that that's really the, the my biggest complaint about this movie is that it it didn't 
really have a plot. It was just sort of meandering. And it's not even like a typical coming of... It's not even like a coming of age story where like you can see the growth in the person because the person didn't grow at all. Like the the main character, there was no growth. It was just living her life, essentially. And you may disagree with me as someone who actually appreciates coming of age stories and things like that. But I, I just felt like this was so little about the... It, it was a character study that just didn't really care about the character. And it's the weirdest thing. Because Frances McDormand played the character really well. And she'll probably be nominated and deserve the nomination. I do not think that she should win the Oscar for Best Actress this year. I think so far... Honestly, I think that the best performance I've seen uh, in the last year was Elizabeth Moss in Invisible Man. Uh, she's not going to win it because people just don't respect horror movies like that. Uh, odds, I believe, have Viola Davis winning for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is on Netflix, and I need to watch it still. But that's... I digress. So... This... Uh, this movie, frankly, it was an hour and 40 minutes, and it, I felt like it could have been 20 minutes shorter. It, it, had no, it had no story arc. There was no character arc. I, it was just a bunch of things happened, and that's, it, there was no continuity, really. The the interest that I had in sort of what the lifestyle was, the nomad lifestyle, what they were doing and like how she was dealing with her grief and her loss was interesting for the first 30 minutes or so, first 45 minutes. But I really just didn't, didn't much care just seeing essentially the same thing over and over again as an excuse to just show how beautiful the landscapes were. Yeah, all and, right, so let me let me jump in here because I will agree with you that like I expected a little bit more focus on like the lifestyle. Not maybe not like a ton more because they do a tiny bit, but like essentially like more of how things are are work like how they work around living in this society that isn't an actual like society how they're homeless how they're well not you know what i mean yeah so i, I agree with you at that part the rest of it i i gotta say i i disagree i i as i was watching this i thought that you definitely weren't going to like the movie um don't get me wrong it is a good movie i just the the lack of a plot was so like or on an artistic level it's all done so well the the score the directing like i said was excellent the acting was very very good uh, specifically by francis mcdormand but i just i i need a plot to follow or i'm going to lose interest and i I realize that may make me some fucking pleb in <laughs> the eyes of uh, the critics, apparently. But I just, I need something to to focus on. Something to anticipate. Something to care about. 
and it just wasn't there. So I, 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 the plot, yes, it, it really wasn't there because it just followed a year in her life where essentially nothing really changed. But I, I, I think that's kind of the point. Like, I wouldn't even go as, as far to call this movie a character study. Um, I guess maybe like a slice of life would be a little better because I. I got like very it was it was like the Florida project but done with characters that I care about or like actually aren't pieces of shit and then uh Willem Dafoe and the other ones were kids so they don't count. But I don't I don't even necessarily know if it's that. Like this movie all it did was an hour and 40 minutes of just exploring the human condition kind of it, it was in, and it did it in in a very real way. And it, and what I early on, I w- I was very impressed. Um, there's a scene where she takes the dog. Like she just got done working at the Amazon, and she's moving out on Thursday or whatever. And she takes a dog to the main office because somebody had a stroke, and it was just like wandering around or whatever. And there's a scene where she comes out and like pets it, and then walks away. But the camera stays on this kind of like wide shot outside the door with a dog tied up. And I expected her to come back. But she didn't. Because, like, I mean, that's that's how that scene was set up. Like, it had to be intentionally. You've seen that scene a million times before. Mm-hmm. And it wanted to call this so be like, oh, it's like a cute moment where she comes back to get the dog, even though she doesn't want to. But then she didn't. And that's kind of how the whole movie goes from there. Like, this isn't a movie about... It it doesn't have a plot. It doesn't have happy endings. It just has endings. Things just happen. This is life. I mean, this is kind of a spoiler, but at the end, you know, you expect her to go with Dave, but she doesn't. And it, the ending scene is literally her just driving with like well, melancholy piano music. Well, that I I completely disagree. I think, and this is actually. This is what my biggest complaint is. I would have been fine with that if they would have done something more in the actual exploration of the character as opposed to just her living her life because i thought without question the best scene in the movie was the two minutes that she sat there talking to her sister and her sister because this was this sort of distilled the entire meaning of the movie to me and this is why i still really enjoy i still enjoyed the movie I just thought that it was at stretches was boring. And so like, I'm fine with it being considered one of the best movies of the last year. But like the scene with her sister, when she is actually like discussing their relationship and like what they've been through and like why it is that she has to do this. And you can see like, the pain in her eye and her and her sister's eyes is she's saying, I can't stay. Like, I cannot stay here. And so, like, you, like, like you said, it plays with your expectations by setting up these situations where that's always how it would go. It would always go the exact same way where these people, where she would, stay with Dave and there would be some happy ending where they're all a big happy family. But if you're paying attention, that's just not who she is. Like that's not, she still considers herself married to Bo. And that's still who she, who she sees herself as. That's still 
what she is. And so the fact that we know almost nothing about Bo when he played such a huge role in this character is very bothersome to me. Like, I I wanted to know more, and I just didn't get it. This is very... Uh, this is very to five bloods to me is because there I just felt like I could have gotten so much more out of this out of this movie and I just didn't get it i I agree that you know knowing a bit more about her because you're essentially just kind of given this character and say take this at face value and you can put little tiny pieces together through the movie but there's nothing like substantial about like why she is. Like what? What's shaped her into this part? Especially, you're you're a hundred percent right. The stuff with her husband, but at the same time, I I feel like I don't know how you do that without just having crazy exposition about her husband and like feeling having scenes that are forced like that, or separating well, this movie with no, flashbacks. No, no, it, You could easily when there's when she's sitting there around the campfire and someone asks her if she's married, she could tell a story, one story about her fucking husband, but she doesn't. But I I think then that would have to like change her character. I mean, then you'd have to almost rewrite the whole because that's just not she's not open. She's not like not with Lisa May, who's been her friend for multiple years at this point. I and but I mean the the counter to that is like I think that she probably would have talked to Lisa May about it at some point earlier. Like where we jump in on the story, I don't think a bunch of anecdotes about her husband make sense like if this is going to be like you're just looking at this human being right now. And I think maybe that's what I really liked about this movie, is it it felt like every part, every action, every every dialogue, everything in it felt genuine. Like that was actually just happening to a person. There was no theatrics in it, as far as being like, oh, we need this for plot, or we need th this was just a a chunk out of this woman's life, and then the the people she meets along the way are just this look at humanity i mean th this it con makes you contemplate like life and death and like happiness and in home and, and I, like the meaning of life and how how someone finds meaning home fulfillment stuff like that i get that i do i'm i don't think that what i'm asking for is that much of an of a sh is that much of a shift i don't think like it's asking that much like, especially when she goes and, like, she's develops this relationship with Dave. And, it, like, it really bothers me that her character is very, like, it is clearly, she is still deeply in love with her, her deceased husband. And we know nothing about him and find out nothing about him. In fact, I... The the fact that I was able to remember his name was Bo is remarkable, <laughs> considering it might be spoken three times, in spite of how important it is to who she is as a character. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you don't, like, 
it may have been nice, and I'm not saying I'm a good writer, so I'm sure there's some Hollywood writer, whoever did the writing for this, could have fit it in somewhere. But I, I just, I think the knowledge that, well, she's deeply in love with her husband still is is kind of enough. And because I, like, and I'm not saying, I'm not arguing that this is the best movie of the year at all. But I, I am arguing that, like, what, just what they gave was probably one of the most real, like true to life movies I've ever seen. And that's why I appreciate it so much. I mean, that's, that's indisputable. I think you're 100% correct about that. I, I will argue though, that that's, that's not, and this, this is, I'm not going to say that they should have changed it in this sense. I, I will say that I I stand by my decision that I would like to I would like some additional background on the character because that's just what I look for in a movie is I want I want the character study to sort of see more about it and it just seemed very repetitive over and over again she was demonstrating exactly who she was over and over and it just I I I would prefer a movie, and this I'm not going to say because there's nothing more annoying than comp- making your criticism of a movie the the movie that should have been made for that. I am just saying that I do not prefer movies that have just a slice of life because that's that's just what life is. Like I don't I don't seek entertainment in that sense, and so that's. I I realize that it sort of is on an artistic level is a distillation of life is so hard to create and that's why it's impressive on a on a on the level that they've created it but the it, it's just not what I look for when I sit down to watch a movie which is 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 fair I mean slice of life movies stuff like this because even though I did really appreciate it and liked it, like I, I don't want to watch it again. Like it's, I saw it, I, but I don't think like there's any like repeat value in it. So it's it's not, it, it it's just I don't know. It's it, they're they're a different breed, I guess. And like I, I I get where where the critics are coming from because, like I said, what they did, they set out to do, it and they did it really really well. I think they did it better than the Florida Project, which I think. Maybe won some awards of its own. Um, I think it was just nominated. Yeah, Willem Dafoe may have won Best Supporting Actor, but I think it was just nominated for a bunch of stuff. So they 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 did it really really well. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think it was Best Picture. Although I have no gauge on that. Like I don't know what else I would nominate. My remembrance of movies is literally in the last like twenty four hours that I've watched. So and then I just chuck them so yeah my personally right now i would nominate i would say mank was the best uh i my favorite movie was tenet but that's because i'm a nolan fanboy and i realized that there's no chance that that wins (laughs) anything this year which makes me sad i heard a lot of mixed reviews about that yeah that's because people are stupid and don't understand the plot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that you can't follow anything in the last 30 minutes. Uh, yes, you fucking can, and maybe you should just get over it, you stupid cunts. That's what 
people said about Inception too, I think. And that one was like not as bad or like as complex, I I believe. I don't know. I haven't seen Tenet. I will it, it is definitely more complex than Inception. But I I just don't I don't understand why people were so confused about it. I don't know. We live in the the age of people's attention spans aren't people's literally people's attention spans are shortening and I might be calling myself out on this, but like the amount of people that want to sit through like a two and a half hour movie or a two hour movie is going down. And I think it's like the leading theory right now is because like you have so much, like there's so many, like it's essentially like social media has like a trigger in your brain that like when you switch like posts or like go from tweet to tweet it like shortens your attention span Mm -hmm. i just i don't know i I learned about that might be old news i learned about the other day but so i've made a point that i'm gonna not complain about hour two hour movies and just suck it up and grow grow the attention span back up so you're gonna watch citizen kane uh maybe probably not because I also just still don't like movies that much. <laughs> as we as we are approaching, I believe we're about a year and a half into a movie podcast. Yeah. I like them more than I used to, but I just... Like, I've said this before, I think, uh, and then we'll move on to trailers, but I, I appreciate this podcast because it makes me watch movies. Otherwise, I'd, I don't think I would watch, like... I, I watch, like, zero movies before this and now i'm yeah i maintain that the reason why you don't like movies very much is because the movies you had been watching were typically like hour and a half horror movies which are like 50 percent of them at least are trash well it's not even like i i don't like movies on like a quality thing it's more of like a time commitment thing or like a just i wouldn't go out of my way to like watch a movie if i have like a free two hours uh, there's like other shit I'd I'd do. Uh, uh, if you don't mind me going off on a slight tangent that I meant to bring up during the the opening bullshitting segment, yeah. I just saw an advertisement for a, the jalapeno popper chicken sandwich from Wendy's. What are your thoughts on that? So it's just like their chicken sandwich with jalapeno poppers on it. Is that what I'm? I think it has. Like jalapenos and cream cheese on it because that's what's usually in a jalapeno popper. Okay, so it's not like whatever Burger King did that one time where there's like mozzarella sticks on the burger. Mm-hmm. Although that's that's I the big mots from Sheets was always uh, that's a decent what it was. choice. Uh, I the, know, no, I think I think Burger King did it too, but Sheets did it better because Burger King is trash. Oh yeah, but I I don't know Wendy's Wendy's has probably I think the best out of like the shitty fast food places barring like or not barring but like uh keep in mind um we're we're i'm an east coaster and not like a city boy either so when i'm putting that up it's like hardy's mcdonald's burger king wendy's i'm not talking about hardy's i think hardy's is underrated but wendy's i still think is the best i don't know hardy's has been slapping hulu with some ads recently and their burgers are starting to look hella good i might have to take a trip to hardy's here soon my dad told me about this happy hour special they have where you can get the a hot ham and cheese sandwich from them for like two bucks it's pretty good i didn't know hardy's had ham and cheese 
Yeah. The oh. bur- they also do like a double cheeseburger, uh, which like their burgers are fine. But the the hot ham and cheese, which is apparently normally four dollars, you can get it for two between two and five. Pretty yeah. good. Hit up pretty those, good deal. That Hardee's. There you go. Hardee's. Uh, you're looking for a sponsor. Can't Maybe wait to try. Can't wait to try like uh, Whataburger and In and Out at some point. <gasps> yeah. Me. So I was including those in the. In the in the list there because they're I've heard they're really good and like Jack in the Box I guess as well and I forgot Sonic exists. Sonic is Sonic is weird. Uh, they're honestly I don't even think about them for their food. I think about them for like their shakes and concrete yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Wendy's makes a good chance sandwiches. It might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. If that <laughs> that discussion out of the way, okay, hold on one one more quick tangent. Um. Did you see that Barack Obama started a new podcast with, with like the boss? Yes, Bruce Spain, Bruce yeah. Springsteen. Yep, I did, and I gotta tell you that that falls under the, the this week and nobody cares for me. I just <laughs> I can't I imagine could, what it's gonna be about. Like, what are they? I could not give less of a shit about what the two of them have to say about pretty much any topic. I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. I think Barack Obama is a war criminal. I don't I don't want either of them. I don't care about either of their opinions. Fair enough. All right, let's jump into some trailers. Uh do we want to give a quick quick uh Final rating for Nomadland. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll do, we do that now. I don't remember how this goes, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's it's a clear and obvious uh, ready for the red carpet. Even though I spent a lot of time criticizing it, I it's it's very much because I thought that it should have been, it could have, and it could have been better. And that annoyed me. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, that's ready for the red carpet. I thought it was, you know, fine how it was. and But it's like, it's a thing of like, if it's not your movie, it's you're not going to like it. So, I don't know. Yeah. Look into it if you want to watch it. If not, just accept that it's pretty I mean, good. Frankly, and, the fact that I liked it at all should be a sign of how good the movie is. Considering how much it is not a movie that yeah. I would typically like. But, uh, yeah. All right, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, I want to talk about Tom and Jerry last because okay. uh, I want to rant about that for at least five minutes. So let's start with The Father. Okay. Um, I guess you did the first one, so I'll do this one. Uh, so this is Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Yes, Olivia Coleman. Uh. So, uh, I I just watched this trailer, but I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or if I'm just a dum-dum. Because either this is the story of, like, a daughter trying to deal with her father's, like, probably, like, dementia or Alzheimer or something setting in. Or this is a story about Anthony Hopkins getting Coraline and then people thinking he has dementia. And No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> Like, that's that's also how I gathered the that's what I gathered from it. It's a very interesting topic for a 
By the way, by Coraline for the in case you haven't seen it, because I actually haven't seen it, but I generally know what it's about. Uh, the idea is that he's being tricked into thinking. He's basically being gaslit into thinking that he's getting dementia because uh, there's a strange man shows up in his apartment and acts like everything's normal. Uh, a woman comes in that pretends to know him or pretends to be his daughter and he claims to not recognize her at all. So it could... I, I'm i actually very interested. Which do you think would be a better story for the movie? So it's like always his actual apartment and there's like a plot by his relatives to try to get him declared insane versus like his apartment spooky and like sometimes he's in a different world. Uh oh no, that's what you meant by Coraline? No. Yeah, that like was, he uh, sometimes like he I don't know, he like wakes up one day and he's in like the other realm or whatever. Oh, I didn't realize you were going supernatural Coraline. I thought you meant like plot to to against I, him. Uh no no no, I no, I meant like he's there's like sometimes his daughter is a different daughter, but he doesn't know what the hell's going on, but then I uh, okay. other people no, I I think that's very unlikely, but you were also right about Antebellum before, so I suppose that I I've been you've been right before on these sorts of predictions. Uh, I, mean, I I was talking which would be more interesting, the idea of there being this plot against him versus it actually being dementia and this is this is just what the perspective of a person with dementia is. When he stops recognizing people, and he doesn't, he doesn't, un, he doesn't realize that there was a person that's been living in the apartment with him, or like, things like that. The sort of the the paranoia that starts to set in, the the fear, the distrust of people who are actually caring for you. I I think that that is a far more interesting uh, perspective if that's the way that they go with it. So I I think I'm gonna actually mesh the two, although the trailer didn't didn't uh, necessarily point to this, but I am gonna say that the movie that I would like to see here is the essentially the first like eighty percent is Coraline, right? And he he's like he's the hero, and there's two there's two apartments, and they're the switching between them is somehow I don't know he doesn't like crawl through a cupboard or whatever the fuck she did, but then like at the end you realize that exactly what you just said is like this is what dementia is or whatever Mm -hmm. um i but i i don't know like if if they start like a a real hard look at it from the beginning i feel like i feel like it it has to be one or two like i think the movie's gonna make you think there's a plot or you know what i just said and at the very end it's gonna be an actual look at dementia there's they're because, gonna try the 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 pull the rug out from under you yeah, by going gonna... one versus the other. Uh I think is probably what's gonna happen. I'm just interested to see how they do it. I think that this is also clear Oscar bait for Anthony Hopkins to get another Oscar. Yeah. I guess they could do it the other way. Yeah, so either way they're gonna have you think it's one thing and then like make it seem like the other. Because I just don't think you could get a whole movie out of like well, this is this is dementia from the point of view of the person with it. 
and it unless like the whole movie's just gonna be confusing as fuck. Like I don't know. I don't I just don't think that like plays well or like has a good plot. I think they're definitely gonna have to be like either oh he's crazy and then at the end it's like oh he's not or be like these people are trying or conspiring and then at the end be like oh he's not. I think that they can. It, it, it It's tough, but I think that the opportunity is there for them to do just as a this is what dementia's like look. But I, I agree that it's it's going to be kind of tough to do that in a way that doesn't s- seem over the top at a point. Like that one. What was the movie that we did? We did the trailer review for it about like. It was like a kid with like schizophrenia or something. Oh, words on the bathroom wall. Yeah, and then it just had like a sweet pill popping montage and like just looked like the actual awful piece of shit, just glorification of of, of mental illness. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think this movie will be good. Uh, not words on the bathroom wall. Uh, the father. Um. I think so. I think it'll be very. I I think it'll be heavily dependent upon the performance of Anthony Hopkins. Which basically means that you can probably expect it'll be good. Yeah. And honestly, it'll probably be good no matter how they do it, unless they really fuck up. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we'll go on to uh, United States versus Billy Madison. Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday. <laughs> Billy Madison. Uh, you can give the summary, and then I'll give my unsurprising uh, take on this. Uh, so this is, I believe, a look at the rise, uh, the rise of Billie Holiday and her career, and how she dealt with censorship by the federal government and probably local government too. But uh, specifically, I believe the FBI, uh, because she was considered like the voice of uh, the struggle back in the 1950s and 1960s and so it's just sort of a look at her rise as a singer and ha- her prominence and how she was arrested for sing for basically i believe the accusation was that she was inciting riots uh or, or inciting unrest by s- singing about the plight of uh, black Americans, specifically in the South. Uh, the song Strange Fruit that she sings uh, and is explicitly banned is actually the strange fruit she's talking about is how they would regularly lynch uh, black folks in poplar trees down in the South. And it's like a very, it's a very graphic description of it but also sung beautifully. It's an interesting look and I'm I'm very I I'm not I'm not sure what to think of this because I think I'm inclined to say that this looks like a good movie, but I I think it also this is a lot like The Father or a lot like Bohemian Rhapsody with Rami Mal- It's very heavily dependent on the performance of the lead actress. And I'm not as familiar with Andrew Day, so I'm I'm optimistic, but I don't. I I'm not as certain as I I would be with a more established or uh, an actress that I'm more familiar with. 
yeah. I, I, so this is like a Hulu original, right? Or like it's, it's produced. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they've put out some real stinkers and they've done some okay stuff. So I don't really necessarily know if it's going to be a good movie. Will it be? Nah, maybe. But I just, I don't know. I just, I can't like the, the historical dramas, stuff like this just really isn't like, it isn't anything that I like to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I just, I don't know. I can't really care about this movie. Um, I mean, don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm all for this like new, uh, look into like black history that, that school systems don't teach you through these, these movies, I guess. But when you just make them like such clear, like over dramatized, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't think it's, it might be good. I could be wrong, but I just, I couldn't give less of a shit. Like, good job, Hulu. Keep it up. I guess. Gotcha. And now, uh, we're already running kind of long, so I'm not sure how long we can spend on this. The last one we've got is Tom and Jerry. Uh, And I I know you want to go on a rant, so I'll sum it up and then I'll give my impression. Uh, so Tom and Jerry, this is a cartoon, like a live action cartoon, you know, like a hybrid who framed Roger Rabbit type deal, uh, where Tom and Jerry have gone their separate ways and they've seemed to be like kind of buds at the end of like trying to kill each other for cartoons for however long. And then, uh, Tom or no, Jerry moves into like this hotel where I don't know, they're not allowed to have a mouse there. If they have a picture of a mouse in their hotel, like the world is is gonna die and then they bring in tom to exterminate jerry and now it's just back to their classic antics and this trailer made me want to kill myself go ahead why just why 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 does this exist why would you ever do this this i uh, why i just don't get it what is the purpose of this now in i will admit the last movie that I asked this about was Sonic the Hedgehog, which ended up being significantly better than I expected. But that's because I expected it to be worthless garbage. This, I'm certain, will be worthless garbage. What? Just what the fuck is even going on? One, why are you making it live action? Two, what, what is the plot supposed to be behind this? Like, oh, so it's just the exact same thing that's happened before, but we've added in a bunch of extra nonsense as a way to just... It is it is the most obvious nostalgia play that looks like they've put zero effort into any sort of plot, any sort of characters, any sort of adult appeal other than, hey, you watched this when you were a kid, watch this now. It looks like such a load of trash. This is the early favorite for worst movie of the year. Yeah. Also, the animation looks like shit. That too. Like, it doesn't mesh at all. It's not even kind of believable. It might be believable if you're six years old. Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, just on on this, because you mentioned it, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a great fucking movie. And it's amazing... How few modern movies can live up to that live action meshing with animation. 
considering that was done in like 1982. Yeah. Like just did it and then I guess Space Jam was okay. As far as I mean, not like it the was, movie, but I mean like the, it was fine. The effects. People are very people have heavy nostalgia, rose colored glasses for Space Jam. Uh yeah, I mean I don't really like sports movies, so I just watched it when it was on TV. Sometimes it was alright, but I meant just for like the the effects were on par. Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, Tom and Jerry looks like yeah. big old shit, and let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I I have never had, I have not had less interest in seeing a movie for quite some time. Oh yeah. Also, okay. Last thing about it. Can we can we just stop with the joke that went like, this guy wasn't even that old, but like when old people are like, it's on the face Tweety Instagram. Like, stop. You know what they are by now. They're literally like in the in the normal lexicon every day. You know what Twitter is. They, Stop acting like you don't. It's, it's not this a is joke. not TikTok. This is not some new thing that just came out in the last year. They talk about Twitter on Fox News. They talk about it on the Today Show. Literally, if you watch any sort of television or read any sort of news, you are aware of these things. Yeah, so they just stop with that joke and it's not it's not good stuff. Uh yeah. But uh, I'll do the, the rundown of the trailers. I think we're going to give the father ready for the red carpet. Yes. Uh, Billy Holiday probably also ready for the red carpet. Um, Even though that you do not want to watch it. Yeah, the you know, but there's a lot of movies I don't give a shit about. Like, so it's, yeah. it doesn't mean they're bad movies. It's just like I don't have input here. And then Tom and Jerry, if it isn't trailer trash, I'll probably like, <laughs> I probably will kill myself because... <laughs> I cannot imagine that that movie's good. Trailer trash all the way down at the bottom of the barrel dumpster. Trailer trash. Mm-hmm. Put it. In I will. Trash. I will only watch it if I see like overwhelming reviews of this is actually one of the best kids movies we've seen in years. Yeah. <laughs> you will never watch it. Is, no. Is, is what I got from that. All right. Do you have plugs? Uh, I do not. Uh, nor do I. So that's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, this has been Red Carpet Trailer Trash. Uh, thanks for listening, and until next time. Until next time. Mm-hmm.